Blended. Welcome to Marketing Blend, where I blend everything you guys need to know that's going on in the marketing industry, digital marketing industry, social media industry, all those industries that marketers like us, well, we actually, you know, talk about and do. Anyways, I'm your host, Brett Dyster, so grab grab a cup of coffee, let's sit down, and let's, uh, well, let me discuss it, and then you listen to it, because you can't really do it with me. You could, and I could never hear it, but... Anyways, let's move on. Anyways, um, I said anyways twice, but Reddit is look like it's going to be launching and targeting product. Yes, that's right. Reddit is trying to be, you know, profitable because it really hasn't been profitable at all. It's kind of like Twitter in a way. But yes, it has decided to uh, launch this. And the reason why this is kind of news is because Reddit has been a site where a lot of people don't like ads. And... Rightly so. Ads are kind of annoying, intrusive at times, and it just can be one of those things. And, well, us marketers haven't really, especially ad people, haven't really, you know, um, actually dealt with this and actually made better ads in a way. We've slowly gone to better ads, better targeting, and not giving, well, ridiculously bad ads to people that, you know, have... No reason why they want to actually, you know, click or look at it because that's the problem is that we need to find the best demographic for what we want uh, people to do. So if you're targeting, let's say, uh, music, especially like maybe hard rock music and it's targeting to like classical people that like classical music, it's not going to go over very well. It's going to be probably the worst ad you've ever done. But the thing is, is that most most of these people actually like it, and they're saying, yeah, if fine, if it's less ads but more targeted to our interest, we won't mind so much. Uh, so at least it's a good thing that most of the comments have been positive. Not all of them, because you can't really please everybody. At least at least it's getting um, some good traction on it. So we'll see how well that goes. All right, uh, LinkedIn has uh, basically shared its revenue. It's it's actually gone up 23% year over year in the third quarter of 2016. Um, the reason for that is mostly because of one, well, a few things, not, not just one thing. Uh, premium subscription uh, has been up 26% year over year. And um, from, uh, actually, sorry, marketing solutions has been up 26% year over year at seven, uh, 175 million. And Premium subscriptions have been up 17% year over year, bringing 162 million. So that's that's quite that's quite a bit. Also, the, the uh, member base has grown by 18% year over year. Uh, now stands at f- uh, 467 million users. So that's that's pretty good. Also, it says member page views were up 27%, and that was more than 60% of all traffic to LinkedIn is now on mobile. That's right, mobile is the place to be, everybody. So if you're not doing your mobile doodads and whatnots, and I'm kidding about that because I actually know a lot about it. I just like to, you know, sound like I'm older than I actually am. Uh, But that's where it's at. That's where everything's driving towards. So as always, as a kind of a precaution, make sure all of your assets are mobile ready, mobile friendly, and mobile just Mobile first is kind of what it always should be. But yes, that's it. But the biggest uh, d- driver of revenue was uh, Talent Solutions. That's right. LinkedIn Talent Solutions 
was generated about $623 million. Million dollars. Uh, so, looks like it's a really good acquisition by Microsoft, because Microsoft is looking to acquire LinkedIn. So, we shall see if that actually goes through or not, because it's still got to go through uh, some scrutiny, hopefully. And we'll see if that actually goes through. I'm pretty sure it will, but you never really know nowadays. It's just one of those things. All right. Now, Twitter also did announce its uh, earnings as well. And it's not as rosy as LinkedIn. Uh, the thing is, is that for Twitter, they've gotten a millions of followers, but they also lose a whole bunch at the same time. So it's the problem is, is that they they have still a great product in a lot of ways. It's really good. Uh, it's just at times poorly managed, at times cannibalizing its own other apps for strange reasons. And, well, it's just people have a mindset that there's trolls and that's all it is and blah, 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 blah. So it does have a little bit of a branding problem, too. There's not as many trolls as people say are over, overblow, overblown. It, but there are problems. So um, the problem is with Twitter's total ad, ad engagement is low. It's lower. Uh, second quarter is pretty high, and then the third quarter of 2016 was lower. The problem is, is that advertisers don't see as much benefit to it, so they'll do the lowest common denominator for ad spend, and that hurts Twitter in the long run. If Twitter can find a way to say, hey, look, we, we send the best ads to our users and look at the engagement rate, they will actually want to spend more. But Twitter has to show that. It has been showing that with showing less ads but more targeted ads have uh, shown a greater success. So if they actually figure out a way to do that, because they still aren't making money, they're not very profitable, that's right. Uh, so which it should be interesting to see what actually goes on about that. Um, as always, the ad tech business is struggling. Uh, fourth quarter of 2015 was probably the strongest quarter, but then it dipped in the first quarter of 2016. Went up a little bit in the second quarter of 2016, and the third quarter a little bit more. But like I said before, it's it's still struggling. It's still trying to find what it is, how it is, and what what best to to use it or what best to make the business more profitable is the biggest struggle because uh, onboarding has been better. They have it's Twitter is very robust just as much as Facebook is. It's just different from Facebook. It doesn't have as many followers as or people on their members as Facebook as well. Uh, so it does have an uphill battle. Can it still be viable and actually turn a profit? Yeah, it can. And once it kind of like nails it down shows its value, shows that there's group, uh, a lot more users signing up, but also staying and not deleting their accounts. That's the other big thing is that even though they're getting millions of followers, a lot of them are also just, you know, deactivating their accounts. And so that's never a good thing as well, because you could say, look, we got this many, but you're also not getting as many. And for marketing purposes, you want to go where the people are at. You don't want to go where there's, it's a wasteland. That's why... Google Plus has kind of been largely ignored from a lot of marketing plans now just because it's one of those things where you, you got to maximize your time and sometimes social medias are just you know, not not looked at very well. That's, that's what it is. 
Also this week, Twitter did announce the shutdown of Vine. That's right, Vine. The ever was popular app a couple years ago. Uh, the problem is, is that Twitter didn't really support it as it should have. It came out, but then a couple years later, Periscope came out. And then Periscope was its darling and it really focused on it. It left Vine out on the Vine and kind of didn't really do much to it. Plus, with Twitter's own video uh, platform built in, kind of cannibalized it in general. It didn't figure out a better way of utilizing it, and the users left because there was other things that they wanted to do as well. So it was it was it wasn't very good. It was it was a terrible idea to do what it did, but it did it. And there's a lesson to be learned with this. One is marketers don't, and also content creators, do not place all, all your eggs in one basket because this can happen. Also, for marketers and content creators, here's another thing. Nothing is permanent. Everything can be, be gone. And it doesn't matter how much great work you can do. If you're on one platform and it goes away, that's... That's on you. You're left on alert and you have to figure out another way of doing it. Diversifying and making sure that you have uh, followers on different platforms is the best way of going about it. And, I mean, it's unfortunate. I actually liked Vine. I thought it was a really great platform. Uh, it kind of was, it kind of fit the mold of Twitter with being very short content. But it's just, Twitter didn't really embrace it as much as it should have. And... When the user growth wasn't that great anymore and it's just very stagnant, you could kind of almost see the writing on the wall. Plus, if I think about it, every time I would check my own profile, either one with my own personal one or digital coffee, um, they would just get rid of the Vine Pro, the Vine loops. They just wouldn't, it would just go away for some odd reason. So, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's kind of a sign of make sure that you're just not on one because being on one, could be very very bad or good if you don't care it's, it's up to you all right youtube is well it's basically bringing out to the masses new end screens now i've actually seen this on a couple of channels that i actually follow and uh, watch so instead of annotations which has basically been the go-to way of getting people to watch another video of you or you on your channel what it does is it puts up kind of on desktop it puts up uh, two small graphics of different videos right up there uh, so you can click on it if you want to and YouTube saying you don't need annotations anymore because what well, this will be the replacement for it so it should be interesting to see how many people actually transfer transfer over to it I'm thinking a lot because it just shows the video and you can basically click on it and it's, it's a better way of doing things I think um, but yes, end screen is the new way of doing it, and it's a lot easier uh, to you know place a couple videos so people can watch those other videos as well. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Did you get a email from Edwards Partners saying, "Well, your specializ specialization has expired"? Well, it's a bug, so disregard it. Don't look at it. Don't freak out about it. Just keep just. Just keep calm and carry on. I know I just said a cliche saying, but I mean, it's it's probably true. No, Google has announced that, um, well, uh, it was a bug. We just, we looked at our own database and it was blanked. So don't worry about it. We'll let you know if 
if you actually if it actually is expired we'll let you know but at this time do not look at it whatsoever which is kind of funny because that's a pretty bad bug that's actually a really bad bug and you don't really see that that happened that often at Google but apparently this one did so it should be interesting to see what happened and how that how that bug even happened in the first place it's it's pretty bad all right uh, there's a report out there it says that a P AMP, excuse me, our accelerated mobile pages is well. A lot of a lot of uh, publishers aren't really happy with it, uh, for the most part, because they're not getting as much ad revenue as let's say mobile ready pages or just no, just web pages. Uh, also, since uh, the ads that kind of just you know take over your full screen uh, usually gave them more premium prices for that, and just different ad sets that aren't available for it. AP AMP uh, is just worrying some advertisers and publishers because they want to maximize their profits. Also, you know, get advertisers want to get the the best spot for the ads as well. So there are a few things now. CNN and the Washington Post said that they've had good experience with it, but like I said, experiences are always going to be varied between publishers and people. So. Uh, I would just sit tight and wait because APAMP is still really new and uh, they're still updating it, still trying to fine tune it. So just just sit tight, just sit tight for a little bit. Just, just let it happen. All right, uh, Google Tag Managers also gets more mobile support with AMP containers. That's right, you can now uh, do some little bit more with accelerated mobile pages with through the uh, tag manager the only thing is you, you gotta do you gotta do a little extra work for this uh, but you can you can now do things useful like tagging needs and more base and things that go beyond the more basic types of things so you can more measure uh, the accelerated mobile pages in Google Analytics uh, with this update so it's a little bit more It'll help you gauge on what's going on with it a little bit more than before, uh, which is always good. Now, Google is always updating this and probably updating this for quite a while until it's a little bit more robust because this is a little newer way of doing the web. Uh, so it should be interesting to see what actually happens with that. But, yeah, uh, you can now, you know, do a little bit more to that. There's also 20 different ty uh, tag types available out of the box and a variety of third-party vendor tags. Um they also make sure that you know tags work with within a breeze and it's not going to be that big of a headache because you know sometimes it can be a really big headache doing seo I'm saying you'd be like why is this not working all right uh looks like mobile paid search has come up quite a bit uh last year so uh looking from year over year uh google shopping spending grew 36 percent year over year, and 59% increase in clicks. Google text ad spending rose 9% and 11% higher clicks as well. Bing and Yahoo Gemini combined search uh, ad spending fell 14% <laughs> compared to 17% in the second quarter. Oh man, Bing and, Ye and Yahoo just cannot get a break. I mean, it always seems like Google is, is always the go-to platform for this. Uh, also, Bing's product ad spending declined 12% with Gemini's share 
of click volume across both platforms remain flat at 17 percent now here's the most interesting part total paid search uh, phone spending increased 134% year over year, well, with both tablet and desktop falling uh, 4%. Uh, so phone in general has grown so much year over year. It's insane, but it's not like I've never just, this is totally a shock to me. No, there's a reason for this. Most people are using their phones more and more every year more and more we're using our phones more often than let's say a tablet a desktop a laptop i still love my desktop don't get me wrong but for marketers we look at that we need to make sure that the ad spend is going closer to spending more on mobile ads than other ones because other ones are following and they're not doing as much as mobile because that's where people are at and they usually start their uh, discovery for shopping on mobile usually and then go maybe to a tablet then maybe to a desktop to finally do a purchase now it could it could be the reverse way or it could be a jumble of all that as well but usually and this is only from personal experience so this is maybe i guess a little biased data i usually do start my search uh, for a product on mobile and then eventually go over to like my desktop and then just purchase it through desktop uh, When I actually had a mobile phone working <laughs> Commission on that one uh, But that's what I've noticed for myself is that I actually do start on the phone and then migrate over basically to a desktop or maybe a tablet uh, But that's how I see things uh, for it as well now Total search visits fell 5% year-over-year in the third quarter of 2016, although still an improvement from 7% decline in, in second quarter as well. Now, moving down, um, well, phones obviously was the best out of all of them for growth in search visits. Uh, tablets took the biggest hit with negative 27%. Uh, desktops, not so much 7%, but mobile for the most part. Uh, was pretty strong for the most part. Tablets, not so much. Now for social media visits produced by platform, this is not so unsurprising. Facebook was the winner by 61%. Uh, Pinterest was number two, surprisingly, 27%. Twitter at 1.5%. Instagram, not very good, 0.9%. Reddit, 0.9%. LinkedIn, 0.2%, and others. So not even Snapchat got onto this uh but yes i would say if you're trying to maximize kind of the social media visits produced by a platform uh facebook and pinterest would be your priority actually the top three would just be facebook pinterest and twitter would be your top three priorities and the rest of them maybe uh, i would still look at doing instagram as well because it is still a really good viable platform to actually do that with those are just some of the stats very interesting yes very very interesting all right, Facebook has once again taken another another feature from Snapchat. Seriously, it's not like they're trying at all anymore. It just makes me laugh every time. Um, what they're doing is they're basically doing uh, more um, face or mask swapping type of filters. Now, this is only for iOS, so I'm sorry, Android users. You do not get to be able to do this yet. Uh, but the thing I have, like, masks, it just shows that Facebook is basically just stealing things from Snapchat. Uh, but 
This is the new uh, way of social media with the different types of face swapping or face masks. It also is good to note that this could actually become a really good sponsored or branded type of content that you could actually do if they actually open this up a little bit more towards brands and a new way of doing advertisements as well. So it's a good thing to actually know this and actually keep on looking at this because um, this is going to go to like Facebook Live and Instagram Stories as well. So uh, just be on the lookout for this. Also, it's a fun, clever way of doing things. Also on that front, Facebook is kind of doing a uh, little bit different things for their reaction buttons for Halloween. They have a little bit more Halloween-style uh, reaction buttons. This is kind of their version of Google Doodle in a way. So if they open that up for branded content as well, because they did that for Star Trek too, uh, it's another avenue for businesses to actually have own, their own branded content for uh, reaction buttons for, I, I would say, for a significant portion of the time. So be on the lookout for that. Be sure you're just checking up on this or tuning in here as well uh, because it is really important to know what Facebook and all these other platforms are doing, shutting down, or new features as well. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, now moving on to kind of my thing about, because I really want to go back to talking about Vine and just the closing of it because it is kind of just a little bit of a like a shock way to it. It's not that big of an impact because of the dwindling user base and kind of and I did touch a little bit on it about how you should be on the lookout for things that just don't go very well or you go on this social network thing it's going to be really great and all of a sudden it the user base drops off a cliff and you're like ah what happened i had such a great user base and engaged users where did they go uh it is and i'll say this once again is very important that you do not put all your eggs in one basket uh diversify make sure you have a strong social media strategy in place so that you are utilizing and maximizing on twitter facebook pinterest if you need it instagram if you want it linkedin uh, Google Plus, if that's where uh, you get the most engagement. Player.me, uh, if that's a more gaming uh, social media, if you didn't know. Uh, Vine, well, I would say Vine, but not Vine anymore. YouTube, all these other ones. It's really important to know that. It's also really important, and, it's, and I really want to reiterate this again, to make sure you have your own blog, to make sure you have your own website, because to be honest with you, this can all go away. It's it's up to the businesses to maintain this and make sure that they're growing. If they're not growing, they're eventually going to shut it down. Why? Because it's not a viable source for them. It's not making them revenue. And with the shutting down of Vine, it was just one of those things where Twitter is hurting and they need to find a way to be profitable and they aren't there quite yet. So things will be cut, unfortunately, very drastically be cut. And that's a problem. So that's why every time this, I always say, have a website. Have a blog. That is your space. You can manipulate it all you want. The social networks do not have control or dictate that. Well, maybe Google does because of search. But beyond that, they don't really get to dictate how you uh, operate it or maintain it. So as always, always have a blog. Always have a website that you can control where they don't have any control of it whatsoever. And use social media to your advantage and Always be on the lookout and watching 
what the user base is. If it's growing, great, you're on the right, you're on the right track. If it's not, you might want to look at either, uh, you know, not doing it as much, or maybe find a new platform. But I would say, do your best to build up your blog. The first is your first priority, and to make sure you're maximizing the content that you're sending out to social networks. Now let's move on to apps and programs you should try out this week. All right, there is an easy video creation uh, tool that's called Rock Rocket Umium. Yeah, probably totally did that. Totally, totally just did not do a good job on that. Anyways, it's a very simple and easy way of making texts and graphics uh, into one nice video. So if you're not very video oriented, this could be a good thing for you. To use now there is you can sign up for free but as always it's going to be a little limited as always so the basic one is unlimited non HD uh, videos and basic customization the premium ten dollars a month is thirty HD videos per month in advanced customization and then ultimate ultimate which is not bad twenty five dollars a month is custom logo unlimited HD videos every month and unlock all features that's right uh, so if you're looking for that that might be a, something for you as well. Also, Microsoft did have their event this past week and they also announced Microsoft Teams. Now this is, if you are all in for Team Microsoft, this could be something for you. It's a very Slack-like competitor where you can talk and collaborate with different teams and send it over different types of um, Word and other types of files through there as well. So if you're looking to, you know, kind of streamline the conversation funnel this could be the good one this could be a good one for you i still think slack is really good and also Riot, which is more of an open source is also good as well and if you're trying to monitor and track uh email marketing uh well meet mail ticks mail ticks i'm bad at I'm bad at pronouncing names sometimes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is a great way for you to monitor and analyze competitor email campaigns to see what they're doing and how you can usually do better or uh, follow what they do or just figure out what's going on with them. So uh, if you're looking to you know get a little bit better and figure out what they're doing that is good and what they're doing is bad, this could be a good one for you. Now, it's a 14-day trial, but for... Um, email marketing apprentice it's $49 looks like a month um, yeah it's monthly there's a yearly one as well um, and the yearlies get three months for three and that's thirty six seventy five. dollars uh, but billed as $441 annually uh, the journeyman is $74.25 which is $891 and it goes up and up so it's not cheap but if you're looking to maximize your email marketing and make sure that you're doing better or you know kind of being influenced by your competitors this is the one for you and all right that is the end of marketing blog thank you for tuning in and be sure to subscribe to digital coffee on itunes google play music stitcher tune in iHeartRadio and acast and as always follow digital coffee on twitter at digital co77ee facebook at digital coffee podcast instagram at digital coffee podcast YouTube Digital Coffee Podcast, uh, Periscope Digital CO77EE, Player.me at Digital Coffee as well. And if you like these podcasts, please consider subscribe uh, to supporting me on either Podbean or Patreon at Digital Coffee. 
And join me on Wednesday where I go through digital coffee and the tech news. Well, I don't go through digital coffee. I actually do digital coffee. But I go through the tech news, which, I mean, could be the same thing. I mean, you go through digital coffee like you drink it. Anyways, I hope you guys have a great rest of the weekend and see you on Wednesday. Later, guys.